Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I am your host, Ian Altman. So how do you get referrals? How do you maintain those relationships? How do you stay top of mind with your best clients and prospects? It's a question I get asked all the time, and I could make up an answer, or I could have the person who I think is better at this than anybody on the planet do it. And so I've chosen the latter. And on this episode, I'm joined by my good friend, John Rulin at Giftology Group. And John is somebody who was the person behind the way I initially met John is I had received gifts over a period of years. And as a speaker, I, I get a lot of gifts from people. And usually I hand over the concierge to the hotel and say, here's a gift for you. And I'm out of here. And there are four gifts that like to this day that are probably going back 10 years that I got. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And they were all sourced through John's team at Giftology Group. And so John wrote a great book called Giftology. And the most important thing to learn is that it's not about the gift. It's about the relationship and the referral side of the world. So John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ian, man. It's, uh, this is a conversation that could last six hours with you and I, but uh, we'll boil the best down to 20, 30 minutes. You know what? That's fantastic. So let's start with this. What's the biggest mistake that you see that people make when it comes to gifts and gifting? It doesn't have to be one thing. It could be a few because I've learned from you. I want to make sure that our audience gets insight into things that maybe they're doing that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Well, I think that first off, they, they don't understand that really nobody cares about gifts. And so they write it off as like, oh, since nobody cares number 147 on their list. And what they don't realize is really a gift should signify the value you place on a relationship. So if you take your clients, you know, gift could be going out to dinner. Nobody's taking their best clients or employees out to McDonald's. Like you're going to Morton's or some Fleming's or some amazing steakhouse and you're dropping hundreds or thousands of dollars. But people, when they come to do the physical, they're like, Hey, I just took you to the Super Bowl." For 10 grand, here's a sweatshirt with my logo on it for 100 bucks. Yeah. And what they don't realize is they're basically communicating over here, you mattered with the, the trip, the dinner, the golf, the whatever. And then they're in the physical realm, they're basically saying, You weren't worth the time, energy, and effort. You don't really matter to me. Go be an advertisement for my company. Yeah. That doesn't feel very good. It's manipulative. So if you're going to do things at a level 10 experientially or with your headquarters, your cars, the suit that you're wearing, whatever, like all of those are done at a level 10. The physical thing that you do should be at that same level because if you do it well, it could actually drive the referrals and deal flow and access and top of mind awareness that we all want in our business or with our sales or marketing teams. But people just don't think it matters. And so they write it off and they actually spend money to insult, frustrate or guilt their most valuable relationships, which is not a very good investment. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things I've also learned from you is this notion that people often focus on the gifts what they're really trying to build is a relationship because it's not the gift, it's a relationship. So talk a little bit about that. And then I've got some examples of things that I've seen just in working with your team in how things that we've done for them in building relationships have come back, you know, tenfold or a hundredfold. Yeah. Well, I think that, yeah, most, well, a lot of the people that are making decisions, certain companies, guys are the worst at this, but really anybody that's an executive, male, female, doesn't matter. Most people focus on the what, like, I want to give something cool. I want to give something sexy. I want to give something expensive. And what they forget is the who is more important than the what. 
You can give cool Bose headphones or, you know, cool Waterford Crystal or Tiffany's or whatever else. But if you don't get the who right, like you, it doesn't really matter. And part of that who, when we're laying out a strategy for a company, one of the first questions we ask is, is that person married or have a significant other? And they're like, why do I care about that for my employer, or my referral partner, or my client? And I'm like, well, if you're only taking care of the executive, the decision maker, and you forget that they're married, then you're, you're buying them bourbon or wine or, you know, boondoggles on hunting trips. You're dropping all this money and everybody, all of your competitors are doing the exact same things, taking the ball games. And guess who gets the worst side of business? The spouse. So the reason like one of our most popular things all tied to the kitchen, people are like, well, that's weird. We're in business selling insurance or widgets. I'm like, but your inner circle hangs out where? In the kitchen, the hub of the home with their family and their kids. And so if you can tie an art, we call, I call them artifacts because the word gift makes you think of like a case of wine or an Amazon gift card or some fruit basket from Harry and David, all lame gifts, by the way. But if you give somebody an artifact that ties into their family and their spouse is talking about it, now all of a sudden you have an internal sales champion. If you want more deal flow and access, you need people internally talking about you. And oftentimes the executive is busy. They're getting stuff all the time. But if you get their husband or their wife talking about you, now you're top of mind. Now you're making them look like the hero to their inner circle. So a lot of the things that we do, 80% of the gifts that we focus on are home-centric and kitchen-centric, which sounds really weird until you start getting more referrals and add an extra $10 million to your bottom line because of taking care of the who, not just the what. Yeah, I was just in Northern California speaking at an event um, last week, and I met with someone who we had sent a gift. And when I say we, I mean that I interfaced with your team and then you guys sent some love their way. And they said, oh, my God, the way it was packaged and the way the messaging was and this and that was amazing. So now I meet with him and he said to my wife, oh, yeah, so after this meeting, I'm going to meet Ian Altman at this hotel. And she says, oh, the guy who sent us that set of knives. And it's like we sent these knives to them, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, something like that, in the, in the middle of the pandemic. And guess what? She still remembers. So she's not like, well, why aren't you home? She's like, well, you're with Ian. How is he? And it's like she feels like she knows me. The other thing that your team taught me was we will very often give a gift to the executive and their assistant. And I remember asking you one time, I said, well, so what should I give the executive? What should I give the assistant? You're like, I would give the exact same thing. And it's kind of funny because when I'm trying to reach the CEO of a company and we've sent stuff to them and their assistant, what kind of response do you think we get when we call the assistant who we've sent something? And guess what? Both boxes went to the same place. She opened hers and his and saw that she got the exact same thing that he did. Or the assistant says, oh, I got the exact same thing that my boss did, whatever it is. All of a sudden, people look and go, wow, okay. So when I call up, they're like, well, yeah, Ian, how can I help? And it's not like we send something and says, oh, look, and now you owe me a favor. It's just, wow, this person showed a great level of respect and appreciation for me. How can I help them? Yeah. Well, you think about chief of staff, event planners, assistants, you know, the junior level marketing assistant, the, you know, the person below the VP of sales. Oftentimes they're doing the work of two or three people and they do the grunt work. They control things. They have influence on things. And oftentimes they're treated like the redheaded stepchild. And so one of my early mentors, Paul, who was this rainmaking referral attorney, he would bring things for the receptionist. He would take care of, and these are people they already had the relationship with. He wasn't bribing, yeah. but he was like the guy that was like, you treat the janitor with the same level of respect as the CEO. Yeah. And when you do that, the CEO loves it because you're loving on the people. 
But the person who's now being treated like a peer, not a pawn, they're not being treated like a gatekeeper. They're being treated with respect and love. They're craving it. They're doing all this work. They're wearing multiple hats. And so like a lot of times people's schedules are full unless the assistant or the chief of staff wants to make room for somebody. Now, who are they going to make room for? The person who's treated with love and respect. Now, to your point, if you gave something and now you expect that, you didn't give a gift. You gave a, you know, like if you give your spouse something, a piece of jewelry and then expect something at night, was it a gift? No, it was a manipulation. (laughs) And so the people ruin things with expectations. But I can take the same knife set. People are like, Sean, you're like some of these knife sets are thousands of dollars. And uh, you're going to send the same one to the CEO and the assistant. And I'm like, what's that relationship worth to you? What's the potential value? And they're like, $2 million. I'm like, do you really care that instead of spending $1,000, you spent $2,000 to now have both the assistant and the CEO like locked down as a relationship? You'll drop $2,000 on on a bottle of wine in Vegas and think nothing of it. Why is $2,000 like to build a relationship with somebody that you love or respect or admire and really want to father, you know, further that relationship. So people oftentimes are like, John, I, you know, we can only do one gift for this person. I'm like, there's 10 people at the company that all influence or could influence the decision. And this is a million dollar relationship or a half million dollar relationship. So it's amazing how people can be so like short sighted. Like you'd never turn down like your best client. You're going out to Vegas. Oh, we only have nine seats. The two people that you brought with us, we can't do 11. No, you're going to invite them along gladly. But in business, oftentimes with the physical things, we're like, oh, our list is only 17 people. I'm like, I want to add more relationships because I want more people out there acting as unpaid sales reps for my brand. And every time I send something out for you or for any of our clients, that's our best clients realize, like, if you have a thousand people unpaid advocating for you, who's going to win? The person with the biggest sales team or the person with the most advocates out there that are unpaid? It's the, it's the unpaid advocates that are going to open the doors. Yeah. And I think to that point, and this is something that, that I want you to touch on, because it's something that you certainly, I've learned from you and I want other people as well, which is people often look at it like, okay, what's our gifting plan instead of what's the relationship plan? So talk a little bit about this idea of a relationship plan and, and maybe even touch on like the best times and worst times to send gifts. Because I think you know, people fall into the traps of sending gifts at the worst possible times. Just don't think about it. If you want to get top results for your team, take a look at the Same Side Selling Academy. Just visit samesideselling.com to learn more. Yeah, well, I think that most people's gifting budget is like five grand for like peanut brittle at Christmas. And yet the relationships that they're talking about are responsible for tens of millions of dollars of revenue. And so when I ask them, hey, what's your relationship plan? And like, you're going to invest in these relationships in some way, shape or form, whether it's sponsorship or biz dev or sales reps or conferences or summits, like there's budgets to invest in them. And you have a sales plan, you know, you're working with Ian or you have a marketing plan, you have an operations or finance plan. When you ask them, what's your relationship plan? How are you going to invest in the people that allow you to have a company? And how are you going to inspire them to open the doors and referrals or whatever else? They're like, well, we don't have that. And I'm like, well... You got to start like who are the 50, 25, 5,000? Who are the relationships that if you don't have them in your corner, you don't have a business or you're not going to hit the growth plan that you want and identifying who those people are. And then like timing wise, to your point, like most people, if you ask them, are you in the relationship business or transactional business? I don't care if somebody's selling toilet paper. They're like, no, we're all about relationships, all about relationships, not price. We sell value. We sell strategy. We sell. 
And yet, when do most people show gratitude and appreciation? At expected obligatory transactional times. You sign a big contract, here's your Mont Blanc pen. You send a big referral, here's your $500 bottle of Opus One. It's a give, it's a tit for tap. Hey, we had, it's our 40th anniversary. Hey, it's Christmas. It's always at expected obligatory time. So we map out what we call planned randomness. So when you're showing up for a relationship, it's not because they gave you a million bucks or because they gave you a referral or because it's their birthday. You're showing up a few times a year as it just because, yeah. just because I was thinking of you. And so we charge tens of thousands of dollars to map this out. Your audience could go take our entire playbook, our whole recipe book, go to giftologysystem.com and download our, essentially what we charge tens of thousands of dollars to be able to like walk a company through, but you can steal our recipe, our whole playbook, the step-by-step of thinking not about the what, but the who and the timing. And, and, and the big thing is, is mapping things out the same way you would with any other strategy in your business, financial or marketing or otherwise. It's saying, hey, these relationships matter. They're worth you know, $10 million or a billion dollars or whatever the numbers are. And then make it a math equation. Most people, when you're doing Facebook ads, you're like, yeah, we're going to invest $200,000 a month because we know if we invest $200,000, we'll make $300,000 back. So you put a dollar in, you get a dollar fifty back. People don't necessarily think about that. When you ask them, when's the last time you invested $200,000 a month in the relationships that allow you to have a $50 million company? They're like, well, $200,000 is a lot of money. I'm like, it's not on your Facebook ad budget. Why is it a lot of money over here? And oftentimes yeah. it's because of the frame. It's like nobody's ever pushed them to say, hey, if you do your experiences at a level 10, taking care of these who and going all in, and what would that look like? And why would you send something at Christmas or at a summit, why wouldn't you show up in the middle of April as it just because? That's how we're able to take in scale where, you know, the same thing that you sent to your client and his wife is talking about, I could send, our team could send that same thing to 10,000 people yeah. and everybody based upon the timing and the handwritten note and whatever else, they feel like they're the only ones that got it, which is really, really important, by the way. If you give a gift yeah. to Christmas, you're like, oh, I'm one of a thousand people that got this. That's yeah. not what's going to make somebody feel this emotion and their spouse feel this emotion and go out of their way to say, I want Ian or I want this company, you know, that does my accounting or I want this widget manufacturer. I want to see them win because they've made me feel a certain way, which sounds woo woo. But we all know we refer people that we like. We refer people that we trust. We refer people that are top of mind. But the likability in the emotional connection to these things, it's, it doesn't make any sense for somebody that received a thousand dollar gift to talk about you 18 months later and want to and refer you a million dollars in business. But yeah. we've seen that happen over and over again because people are not logical. They're emotional. They'll justify yeah. with the logic. But when you pour into the relationship, no strings attached, like they want to reciprocate. And oftentimes it's like a hundred X back. Yeah. You know what? Once again, it's the relationship. It's not the feeling of obligation. It's more like, this is someone who connected with me and my family. And it's just, and it's funny because people will say to me, like, I'll say sometimes to your team, oh, and I can't figure out this person's spouse's name. And you guys are like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and then you're like, by the way, this is their spouse. And there's sometimes where we have to ask, like, I'll ask someone who's close to them, hey, um, if we included their spouse in the gift, do you think that would work? And every once in a while, someone goes, oh, they're actually going through a divorce right now. Thanks for the tip. Like, that's good to know. <laughs> like, But it's like we take that time, but then someone will get something and it's like, and I'll say to them, hey, look, I see two addresses for them. Which one is this? Oh, well, this is their lake house, but they're there for the next three months. Great. Then I'll tell your team, we're sending it there to their lake house. And all of a sudden the guy's like, yeah, we got this at the lake house. And what was cool was 
we got the lake house and, and my wife was like, oh, this is great. I don't know if I want to keep this here at home. And then we got home. You had the same thing at the house. And I'm like, Zach. And it's like, and they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. And it's just like, okay. Now they're like, okay, you didn't just send a gift. Like, you knew we had two homes and we split our time between them and you didn't want us to consider whether this should go with this place or that place. So now it's in both places. That's really cool. Those are the things that just are, are little magical things that I never thought of, but your team did. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you're not going to buy anything for a client or an employee that's making five, six, seven, eight figures that they can't go buy for themselves. So what you're really doing is saying, I care about you. I'm thinking about you. I'm going out of my way to put energy, effort, time, resources into understanding who you are as a human. And there are certain things as human beings, no matter whether you're in any industry or if you're in Idaho or Washington, D.C., people are like, well, John, you know, like I, I have to hand select every single thing. I'm like, do you really have time to do that? Do you really think that you sending them barbecue sauce because they're into barbecue is going to be a lasting thing? Maybe, maybe not. But oftentimes, if you can understand what makes a human tick and you can include their spouse, which oftentimes has never happened, and you can say like, yeah, I get you. I know you. I know you have two homes. And you know, I could have gotten away with doing this, but I didn't. I wanted to go the extra mile and do two things for you. Like that basically just says like, you, I value you as a human being. I care yeah. about you as a human being. I'm willing to invest in you differently than anybody else's. And I'm not asking for anything, which makes you even want to do something for the person even more so. And so, yeah, like all of those little psychological triggers, a lot of stuff that we're executing on is like Robert Cialdini's book, Influence or Persuasion. Sure. Like they've done all the research and all the stuff academically to prove out like, why does somebody leave a bigger tip when they get a mint? Well, subconsciously, when somebody does something nice for us, we want to reciprocate. Yeah. And, and so like, we're not tapping in anything new. It's just most people, when they send out their company swag, they think that's a gift. Like, would you ever... Go to some of your best friend's wedding and on the Tiffany's vase, compliments of Remax? No. Then why are you putting your logo on something and expecting somebody to be emotional about it? You're defacing the item. So yeah. it's uh, none of it's rocket science, but it's you know, all those little details make a difference. I remember we went on a friend's boat and to call it a boat is like, it's a yacht. It's like this gorgeous, this gorgeous vessel and everything's decked out in white. And so when we went out for the day with them, they, they invited us out. We had our corkscrew bottles, right? Which you can look it up, but these cool bottles that through you had been gifted to us. And Deborah and I had had these two bottles, and we're sitting there. And one of our hosts said, "Oh yeah, if we had those on this boat, like our kids would be fighting over who gets which one, whatever." And I'm like, "Okay." And then while we're out on the boat, they had like they, they were serving like cheese and crackers and this and that. And I see it's like they had, like plastic knives and whatever. It's like. And I'm just kind of taking note of this. And, I, and then afterwards, I contact your team and said, look, so I got the logo for their boat. And so let's have that etched into the bottle. Everything on the boat is white. And let's engrave the caps for each member of their family. So it's all everything on the boat is white. So we're going to keep them all white. But the cap is going to be different for each member of the family. And then let's send cheese knives that also have the logo of the boat on it. So like when they're doing stuff and it's with a white handle and this and that. And like to this day, they're like, oh my God, like this is the greatest thing. When people come out, they're like serving cheese. And they're like, do you notice that like the, the logo is like on the knives? Like, and it's like, and the, but the thing is, every time they're using them, they're thinking of us. And if it had my logo on it, they probably would have thrown them out a long time ago. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all we're looking for is like the physical item becomes a tangible reminder, but then there has to be a story. And the story is the personalization, the attention to detail, the fact you didn't send one bottle with your logo on it, you sent one for all of their kids. Like it's, and people are like, well, John, well, that's a lot of moving parts. And it's like, well, yeah, you could go do it on your own or you could hire a firm to do it. And they're like, well, how much would something like that cost? And it's like, well, how much did you pay for dinner last night? They're like, I don't know, a thousand bucks. I'm like, well, a package like that was like 500. So you save $500 to now have a story being told when you're not around, you know, once a month. And sometimes if it's tied into the home or whatever else, it might be once a day that they're thinking about it. And now over the course of 10 years, they've had 3,600 positive conscious and maybe even subconscious thoughts about that relationship. And so psychologically, they're bought into you. They don't even know why. Um, they don't even know why they're talking about you so much. But I know why, because there's a physical, tangible trigger there. So it's, it's not even really like we talked about. It's not a gifting conversation. It's like, how do you engage people to get them to tell stories about you and open doors and refer? Like, it's not rocket science. But it is difficult to do that when you have not one relationship, but you have a hundred. Yeah. And that's where people start cutting corners like, you know what, the swi- let's just do some, we'll do those bottles, but we're going to put our logo on it. And we're not going to worry about the colors. We're making it all, not all of, about ourselves. And like, John, we did giftology. It didn't work. I'm like, no, you didn't do giftology. You did giftology-ish. You know? exactly. It's like you baked bread and you didn't put yeast in. Guess what you don't get? You don't get bread. It's so funny when people try to imitate it. Because they almost invariably, whether they realize or not, they cut a corner. And that, that corner was like, now it's just stuff. We don't need well, more and, stuff. And I, and I think, John, one of, the other, one of the other keys to this is that what I love is that you guys keep a database of, like, every recipient. And so I know that there are some people who, they're clients of mine, and they're also clients of people you and I know who are, we all use you. And I'll say to someone on your team, oh, let's send this set to so-and-so. And your team will come back and say, they already have that. I'm like, did I send that to them? No, but they already have that. Like someone else did. But what if we sent them this instead? I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And it's just, you know, if I was doing it on my own, I would send the same thing. And the people are like, yeah, that's nice. We already have that exact same thing. As opposed to you're keeping track of stuff that we could never monitor on our end. And I can only imagine like the cross-referencing and all the stuff that you guys have to do, but it's, it just makes it so that it has that impression that people are like, wow, this is huge. And if anything, the mistake I make is that I don't do it enough. Like I'll do something and then I don't send the next thing and the next thing. So this is the plan. Did you want to keep executing the plan or do you want to, you want to stop? It's like, no, no, I, I, you're right. I gotta, I, I forgot to do this. Okay, great. Well, we'll take care of it. And that's just my own fault, but I like that your team is on top of it and says, Hey, here's the next step. Here's what we're doing. Just want to make sure you're still on board with doing this. And it's just, it's that whole point of a relationship plan instead of, did I send a gift at a point in time or am I staying top of mind on an ongoing basis? And it's one of the greatest recommendations you guys had was, yeah, send a carving set to people at the beginning of November. And I can't tell you how many people then send me a picture of their Thanksgiving table with the knife and they're like, dude, we use this. It was awesome. <laughs> you're like, yeah. like, it was the first thing they got. Cause right. Cause that people do holidays. We're like, if you're going to send something even close to the holidays, make it first week in November. Cause we basically, as a gifting company, we shut down between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is like committing Harry Carey for most gifting companies. And I'm like, we're not a gifting company. We're a relationship building company. And if I allow you to do things that expected obligatory times, you don't get the return of, of dollars invested. If I, if you invest, 
a half a million dollars. I want you to make five million bucks. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. happen by following the playbook of everybody else. And so like those little details of shifting the timing, shifting the note, shifting how it's engraved, including the spouse, like all of that makes it land differently than if they just got stuff sent to them. So yeah, and, and trackability is a big deal, right? Like if you sent somebody, you know, a full cut coast that's 10, 12 grand, it's awesome. But if you already got one of those, you don't need to get another one. Yeah. But I might go to direct you towards, we have these crazy things called artifact mugs. They're a couple thousand dollars for a mug. And we had billionaires cry over it. You only need one. Yeah. And that's where people are like, John, I sent bows. I sent high-end stuff. I'm like, but do you know that they already have five pairs of golf shoes? Do you know they already have three pairs of Ray-Bans or Maui gyms? Do you know that they already, like, a lot of the things, like Apple. I, I gave them a, an iPad. A lot of people already have three or four iPads. Yeah. I gave them a roll. I spent $2,000 on this nice Shinola watch. I'm like, but he, did you know that they already have a Rolex? Is he going to take his Rolex for 20 grand off and put your Shinola that you paid two grand for? So like exactly. oftentimes people will spend the money thinking they're like, they're doing the thing and they don't realize that like if somebody already has that five times over and it's not personalized the right way with maybe like even people that have received Cutco, I'm like, well, did you know that that person's Mormon? And that we could engrave every knife with scripture that would tie to their faith. And now they're going to pass it down to one of their eight kids. And they're yeah. going to talk about it for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Now, all of a sudden, you took the stupid knives and made it like something that's talked about at every family gathering because it's woven into the fabric of who they are. Yeah. And so that's where we're able to tie the who in such a, a powerful way that people are like, how did you give Tony Robbins a gift that he's talking about or his wife Sage is talking yeah. about? And I'm like because we personalized it to the wisdom that he's spoken over the 40 years. Yeah. And so that's where it's like, they think they get what we do, but it's not the stuff. It's the, those little details. So, so by the way, at some point we're going to be back on, we're going to talk about how people need to have this same relationship plan for employees, because I think that so many times people think about, well, how am I going to bring in clients? And then they forget to do this for employees and in a tight labor market, it's the little things that make the difference as to why people stay and how they feel valued. And we can have a lengthy discussion about that. So let me recap kind of the key points. I'll give you opportunity for rebuttal because I'm sure I will have left something out. And then I'm going to want you to share the best way for people to get in touch with you. So the first thing that stuck out for me is this notion of artifacts, not just gifts. So an artifact is something that has more significance and meaning, and there's a story behind it as opposed to a gift, which is a thing. The second is this notion of seeking to have a plan around relationships, not a plan around gifting, and in essence, building this model to get referrals without asking. And the last thing for me is, is for people to know that this whole formula that you charge people a lot for they can go to giftologysystem.com and you kind of give away the whole formula for free if they want to do it themselves, which I will tell you is a great thing for people to take advantage of. Having worked with your team, I would never do this by myself, but I encourage other people to give it a shot. So what did I miss? Yeah, no, you didn't miss anything. I mean, I, I would just say that my main goal, like if you have one or two relationships that take care of, you don't need an agency. Where, where people cut corners is when they have dozens or hundreds or thousands, whether it's employees or clients, like, they're just humans and the details of the recipe matter. So I want to give it away because there's sometimes smaller entrepreneurs or people that they really only have one or two people. But but I would say that you're you dialed it in. 
not only what we do, but why we do it and why it works, which is driven towards the outcomes. Nobody's going to care about gifting. Nobody's going to care about knives or like if I sold you gerbils and it put an extra $20 million on your bottom line, you're like, sign me up for a bunch of gerbils. Like I'm in it. Most business leaders are that way. Like just show me what to do. And I think that this area, because it's like most people don't take it seriously. It's like an area where you can take this little tiny hinge and swing a huge door because most people have never had a plan around it. It's very reactionary. It's not very proactive. And our best clients, we're laying out a 10-year plan. That sounds crazy. But like, if you think about like, hey, most companies are going to be around for 10 years. Why would you not plan what you're going to do and invest in those relationships at that level? So you don't have to constantly be reinventing the wheel, which is what most people do. They get to Christmas. So like, I guess we should say thank you. We have a summit or a conference. I guess we should send something. And, it's, and they wonder why it doesn't work. It's because there was no energy, effort, and planning put into it. Yeah, it's perfect. And the best way to reach you is john at giftologygroup.com? Yeah, john at giftology. That's my personal email. You can email me. You don't want me handling your plan, but I, I get to be the talking <laughs> head that talks about these ideas. And uh, giftologygroup.com, you can go apply and see if you're a fit on both sides to, uh, to have the agency handle your gifting. That's awesome. Always love talking to you, man. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. And uh, I look forward to the next conversation about building these plans for employees. Thanks, Ian.